Hi, I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for listening to this podcast. There are many more podcasts available at MyFaithRadio.com. Your support makes this possible. Thank you. And a warm welcome to the afternoon show. I'm Bill Arnold, and today we are continuing our wonderful discussion on One Child, which is an amazing organization where you can sponsor a child, become a child champion, and make a significant transformational difference in the life of a child. You can go to MyFaithRadio.com and look over the children. There are many there that you can ask God, who are you leading me to sponsor? Maybe a young boy or a young girl, or maybe a young boy like Marcus Rickson, who is my guest. Marcus grew up in Calcutta, India, now lives in Nashville, and has a successful entertainment group. Marcus, welcome. Thank you so much, Bill. Thank you, uh, Faith Radio listeners. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, awesome. So let's talk about growing up in Calcutta, India. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, so I grew up in, in the heart of Calcutta. Calcutta is is a city of 16 million people. Um, that's probably size of uh, uh, four times the state of Kentucky mm-hmm. alone in one city. So oh. a lot of people. Um, but I grew up in a house that was 12 feet by six feet wide. 12 feet by six feet wide, not no bigger than a than a, a car. Um, and I remember my mom and dad slept on the floor, um, all my life. And me and my sister shared a bed, um, four is, is what we were. Um, both my parents worked to provide, uh, for us and get us meals. And, but, uh, we were poor in, in a, in a tough city of a lot of people. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, I want to back up a little bit. When yeah. you described the dimensions and said this is your home, um, for you know, for some people, that's the size of their closet in their master bedroom. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is tiny. That's uh, pretty small. And I'm trying to think of how uh, sealed was it? Was was it a dirt floor? Was did you have windows that closed? Was there? What what what, what did you do for bathroom stuff? So it was it was uh, on a on a second floor okay. of a building. Okay. Uh, so it was, but um, the bath. So it was twelve by six, and my dad, funny enough, he was six one. <laughs> so when he laid on the floor, he uh-huh. had to lie in an angle. Oh no! So he could fit. Uh, <laughs> but um, unbelievable. Majority of the room had uh, had was our living space. So there was a bed that me and my sister shared. Yeah. And it was uh, it was on a platform, so all the space under the bed was used to store our clothes and and just everyday stuff. Sure. And there was a small dresser, uh, probably three feet wide and probably four feet high. And I had I had half a drawer in the dresser for my clothes. That's all the clothes I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and then about eight feet of the room was a living space where we lived. And then. Four feet. Mom had a little stove with a 
propane gas okay as a as a as a stove that we cook meals on uh and then like kitchen dishes and stuff yeah uh, for the first few years of me growing up we never even had a refrigerator but then we would have water in buckets in that room for drinking water and that that was our living space and then there was a common area uh they call it a veranda so okay. in in india under the british uh we have a lot of british uh so a veranda which is like a outside space open like a terrace but there was a bathroom as well out there that was commonly used so within the 12 by 6 we didn't have a bathroom but it was outside we would have to walk out there okay um, but and I'm- then for a roof for a roof we had a tin roof uh so one of those roofs that uh, over the years after getting beaten down by the sun and hail and storms i remember growing up where there were holes in the roof at one point in time and in india and especially in calcutta it rains a lot so i remember growing up and having little buckets or little tub tubs around me uh when it when it was raining so mom and dad could collect the water uh as it came through the roof mm-hmm. yeah no let's different. you know let's talk about heat and humidity in a 12 by 8 room with Ooh. a dad that's 6-1 and there's four people trying to live in an 8 square foot space that is and then add in the heat and humidity and tell me what life was like on average i think the summers would be between 100 110 degrees mm-hmm. and with that al uh we call it albestos roof but it was a tin roof that had albestos over it to protect it um uh it felt it felt like a hot box the whole time it probably was like 120 degrees in there in the summer you know like 130 we would just roast and uh it was hot really hot um but for some reason as a kid i always had this mentality of like if i can put my mind to it i don't feel it <laughs> and i yeah. put my mind to it that it's not that hot and i i could control my body temperature by putting my mind to it it's kind of weird but uh and when it was raining i just knew that okay this is just i can sleep through this or if it's too cold i would just be like it's not that cold i'm fine and uh really didn't know any difference wow. except for uh except for when i came and came to the states and lived in kentucky and when it was cold i was like no 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 this is cold i can't make myself <laughs> any more hot yeah <laughs> uh, but but no uh never grew up with air conditioning um so that so yeah a lot of things different just really just everyday life was hard mm-hmm. it's just hard and when you think back of those those times was there joy in the house did mom and dad did you guys have yeah. moments of laughter oh, were there times when you could have enjoyment and you think oh, we're really having fun right now i i i am not kidding you but i didn't know any better i thought we would i thought we were the blessed and the richest could be <laughs> i thought mom and dad provided the uh, best for us that's so sweet um like there's there is i was able to dream in that whole house that was 12 by 6 mm. uh uh music was my outlet and listening to whatever the radio played because that's what mom when we came home from school at night she would just play whatever radio played and uh so it's cool that i'm on a radio on a radio interview with you right now because what i this is what kind of inspired me to be where i am 
And the music that was played over the airwaves in India, there were two types. There was the local music, which was all the local languages. And then they would call the other side Western music, which was from the West. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up listening to Elton John and uh, the Eagles and Engelberg. Christian music never got to us. Sure. You know, and it, it, it was all the mainstream stuff. But listening to that is what kind of helped helped me forget where I was in that 12 by six. I was in a different world mm-hmm. and just dreaming yeah. uh, about all these cool things. So no, I would, we felt as blessed as it could be. I didn't know any different. Yeah. Favorite Elton John song. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> uh, so many good songs. Yeah. There's a but, lot of good ones. There's a lot of good ones. Uh, but rocket man. Okay. A little bit. And sure. uh, Benny, Benny and the Jets. Oh yeah. Those are two, two great ones. All right. Um, I'm so interested in hearing about life as um, as sponsored child. So going back to um, growing up in that house, both my parents worked. My dad worked. Uh, he would go out and work at the ships. There's a harbor in Calcutta. Mm-hmm. So he, he worked as a welder. He would go and weld, huh. fix holes in, okay. in the ships. How hot was and, it doing that? Oh, I mean, seriously. Like, you, if because I'm Indian and I can say this, you know, you think brown don't tan, but let me tell you, my dad every day he he go to work and come back and he's just like, you could tell he was he was out there and it was hot, well, you know, like his you could tell it on his skin. Yeah. And how does dad and, get a how does dad get a cool, refreshing shower after work? How does that happen, or doesn't it? Well, it, it doesn't happen till he gets home. Okay. And the the house we lived in, majority of India doesn't have running water. Okay. So we get water from a government pipeline uh, at a local place in the community, and you wait in line with your buckets and your bottles, and you fill water. And water is released by the government twice a day, between six and eight a.m. in the morning, and then four and six p.m. at night. Wow. So you would come and store this water. And then it, the space was about um, three minutes from where we lived. So you would go fill your stuff and bring it home. And that's what you would get to use. So dad would, knowing that he would come home, uh, you know, m- me or uh, my mom, whoever was home, would go wait in line for water to make sure dad can come home and shower. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't hardly know how to respond to that. Yeah, yeah, you know, just and and that's uh, that water we considered was drinking water is the water we use to wash clothes, yeah, uh, to cook. And so, uh, going back to that that uh, that space that I said was our kitchen, we would have buckets and bottles of water, like water stored up, sure, because that was all the water we got to use. So we only could save so much because we only had so much room, you know. <laughs> so it was an everyday occurrence at least once or twice a day somebody would go out and fill buckets of water and come home wow that's not a world that i know anything about but i appreciate hearing the story uh, marcus Ritson yeah. is my guest and we are going to hear more about his story uh being sponsored and if you are uh, being led by god to go to myfaithradio.com look at these beautiful children that are hoping to be sponsored and to have a difference made in their life where they can attend these hope centers and get fresh food and clean water and medical attention. And most and best of all, they're going to hear about the love of Jesus. You can go to myfaithradio.com right now and look over these beautiful kids 
And if you've already chosen a child you'd like to sponsor, you can call 800-864-0200. We'll be right back. Okay, here's something exciting. When you sponsor a child with the Ministry One Child, you are linked with a boy or a girl who will know you by name and treasure the thought that you care. Most of them will pray for you daily. And if you write them, they'll write you too. The child you sponsor will receive not only educational assistance, but supplemental food, clothing, healthcare services, and opportunities for personal love and encouragement, and most of all, the gospel of Jesus Christ. The cost is just $39 a month. That's just a little more than a dollar a day. You can't necessarily change the entire world, but what if you can change the world for one person? Sponsor a child now at MyFaithRadio.com. One moment. One moment. One child. One child. Hi, dear sponsor. It's me, Samuel. I am eight years old now, and what I love the most about growing up is that I am almost able to write you letters and read yours by myself. I still need some help, but my tutor Anna is always there to help me. She is so patient and kind with all of us, and when we don't know how to read or write, she helps us. She also taught me how to pray and how much God and you love me. My dad works on a chicken farm, and he has a motorcycle. And he brings me and my brother to the Hope Center so we can learn new things, play, and have delicious food. Samuel is eight years old and growing up in Mocha, Dominican Republic. It is so poor there. He lives in a home with a tin roof, not unlike Marcus, and two rooms, and poverty is all around him, and Even though he does not have a lot, he gets it. He's very thankful. He's learning to pray. He's learning about Jesus because of the Hope Center in in, in his community. He's learning to read and write. And it's so cool that he keeps all of the letters he has received from his sponsor here in the U.S. And many, many of the children do this. Samuel hopes to be an engineer one day too. Don't you love that? Big dreams. He might change his community or even his nation. You never know. But you can sponsor a child just like Samuel right now. There's a child on our website that doesn't have a sponsor. And they have big dreams too, just like Samuel. You can go to MyFaithRadio.com and look over these beautiful children and ask God, who are you calling me to sponsor? Maybe more than one. Who knows? But my guest is Marcus Rickson. Marcus grew up in Calcutta, India. And is now living in Nashville and is uh, has an entertainment company. And I, I think of your 12 by 8 home that you grew up in into the place you're living now in Nashville. Something happened in you, Marcus. There is hope that entered your mind and your heart. And what a difference it made. Absolutely, Bill. Like, I am a living testimony to god's people's faithfulness yeah and uh, uh, going back to growing up in that house that was 12 by 6 and both my parents worked just to put food on the table and work really hard um, they still weren't able to provide a life where i would be able to go to school because they didn't make enough Um, and this is where the cool story comes in this is where the dream is born 
I was three and a half years old when they got a knock on the door from this mission organization that just started up down the street called One Child. And they knocked on the door and said, hey, mom and dad, we know when you guys go to work, there's a little kid here by himself all day. Uh, we are ha we have a program that might be able to help your child get an education. And that knock on the door for my parents was a knock from God. Hmm. I was I was <laughs> I was three and a half years old, and somewhere in Memphis, Tennessee, at a concert that maybe was just promoted just like this on a radio station, uh, Dave and Regina, uh, a couple in Memphis, decided to help sponsor a little kid for $39 a month, $39 a month. Uh, and that little kid was me. Dave and Regina sponsored me for 14 years. I got to go to school every day. I was able to get my my lunches every day. Uh, the uniform I wore, the, the shoes on my feet, the books I studied from uh, was all because somebody decided to help a little kid all the way across in a different world. Mm -hmm. And that kid was me. Oh, man. And the best part was not only I got to go to school and, you know, get an education, but I was also um, also around Christians in India. My teachers were Christian, but also uh, we had the elements of having devotions every morning. We read the word of God um, every every morning. And then uh, I think the reason I am where I am is because I was given hope and I was given a dream. And when I was in the eighth grade, I, I dreamt that someday I want to be a part of Christian. I want to be a part of the music industry. Mm -hmm. And and after working hard and dreaming at it and getting the education I needed to uh, move to the States and go to a Christian college in Kentucky and then move to Nashville and worked in the Christian and country and mainstream that now I sit here in Nashville, Tennessee, and I own, a, as you said, entertainment company that manages artists and majority of Christian artists that I've had the honor and pleasure of working with. A lot of people that you probably recognize, like Sandy Patty, Philip Dean, Jackie Velasquez, Mark Schultz. And now I currently manage the careers of Sela, Stars Go Dim, and a couple of upcoming Christian artists as well. But all of this started because somebody took a step of faith uh, and decided to help somebody in a different part of the world. And that kid was me. And I, I'm here to say I'm a testimony to God's people and to God's love. I'm a product of, product of love. Yeah, it's fantastic, Marcus. Marcus Rickson is my guest. Uh, Marcus, when you are coming home from the Hope Center now and you're a, a younger child, are you telling your mom and dad and sister things that are are causing some uh, friction or are they just happy that you're going to this Hope Center oh, and they're seeing a change yeah. in their in their little boy? Oh, absolutely. First of all, what a burden to take off my parents to make sure, what a burden to take off of oh. providing me education, but also taking care of my meals and my health care. Yeah, no you kidding. Know, I, because at this point in time, they had enough money to fix the holes in the roof or or do something for themselves. Uh, you know, uh, no, absolutely joy uh, 
because uh, and this is the difference that I want to in, emphasize the fastest way out of poverty is education and so in a third world country the fastest way to get out of poverty is you being educated that's why you will see a lot of a lot of higher level of education happening in in countries like India and the Dominican Republic and a lot of Asian countries because that's the best that's the fast way to get out so no this was like winning the lottery ticket for them <laughs> yeah and did you find yourself excited about school or did you when you got books uh-huh. did you just devour them were you just a, a voracious reader yeah. and did you love school I love school. <laughs> I love school, yeah. but like, disclaimer: I am not the best student. Okay, I'm so creative that it's really hard for me to hone in on the books. Okay, you know. Uh, so I love the the community, and I love people. So getting out and not being at home, and actually being around kids my own age, mm-hmm. and then learning from that, and I'm a very hands-on learner. So. I would say I wasn't a A student, but I was a student that everybody loved and then eventually became a leader. And uh, it is hard to put me in a box. That's why I am where I am is because I just would never settle to be in a box. Yeah. I, I was an A student, um, not to brag, but well, because my last name is Arnold, so I was the A, a <laughs> sitting up by the front. I'm not making sense right now, but I'm just so fascinated with your story. And it's incredible what these sponsors did to step up. And I'm sure they just said, yes, yes, Lord, we'll do this. And then what about what happens in the life of Marcus Rickson? And all of a sudden now, I'm sure you have an ongoing relationship with these lovely people. Yes. Can I, can I, I'll, I'll take a few minutes. I know, uh, real quick. So, uh, cool story to where I managed Jackie Velasquez. And uh, just like how Faith Radio is is being an ambassador for one child, one child approached Jackie to tell her all about the organization and being, being an ambassador. And I was sitting in the room and I told them, hey guys, by the way, I was one of your kids. And because one child didn't know I, I had made my way all the way to Nashville in, in a because after high school, I went to college and then people just poured into me and they were like, something's up with this child and I want to keep supporting him to the point where after one child was aware I was here within a year, uh, they said, hey, would you come into the studio? I just want to record your story. And during that process, they had Dave and Regina walk into the room and I'd never met them my whole life. And they're from Memphis, Tennessee. And they have two daughters that live right here in Nashville wow. that have been driving past my office for the past four years <laughs> until that point in time. That's crazy. I cannot make this up. This no, is completely I, I, God. Yeah, I saw the video. Completely I saw God. the video. And it's uh, goosebumps on goosebumps. That's for sure. So, no, yes. every uh, I pretty regularly talk to Dave and Regina nice. and kind of check in with them. And uh, I got two little boys that they love spoiling. Oh, fantastic. Uh, and so, no, it's a beautiful relationship. Yeah. Marcus, let me take a short break. And if you are uh, listening today and you are hearing this beautiful story of Marcus's life because people stepped up and sponsored in uh, through the One Child program, and you can duplicate this beautiful opportunity. You can go to MyFaithRadio.com and you can see all these beautiful kids and you can ask, Lord, who are you leading me to sponsor? 
So do that at MyFaithRadio.com. If you've already decided on which child you'd like to sponsor, you can call 800-864-0200. Be right back. Breaking news from One Child India with sponsor Child Graysa reporting on chocolate. Hello, my name is Graysa. Chocolate is a food made from cocoa beans. It is used in many desserts like pudding, cakes, candies, and ice cream. It can be in a solid form like candy bar or it can be in a liquid form like hot chocolate. My favorite chocolate is dairy milk. I love chocolate so much. Thank you. <laughs> yes, there it is. Grace, speaking my language because who doesn't love chocolate? Grace loves chocolate and, and love that little girl. She's eight years old. And this is an example of a, a class project at a Hope Center. This one's in the Philippines. You see, with your $39 a month gift, um, you can sponsor a child like Grace. And you will provide her with a great meal, with educational help, medical checkups, and she's going to hear about the love of Jesus. So, which one of these little boys or little girls will you consider sponsoring? You can go to the website right now and see these beautiful kids. It's at myfaithradio.com. They each have their own little unique personalities and their likes and their dislikes and their dreams. Maybe you're a chocolate lover and you love chocolate milk. And you and Grace will have a lot in common. You can go sponsor Grace right now. My guest is Marcus Rickson. He is um, a resident of Nashville and owns an entertainment uh, company there and grew up in Calcutta, India. You said in Calcutta there's about 16 million people. Marcus, how come it's never 16 million 24 people? Why is it always like an even number? Uh, it's just easy for me to remember. As I said, I wasn't super great at school. My wife is the math teacher, yeah. Bill. Yeah, no. uh, I'm the entertainer. I get it. I get it. So let's. I have a, a question about your, your sister. Is she younger or older than you? And did she ever get sponsorship? Great, great. Well, oh my gosh. I love my sister so much. What's her name? So I'm, her name is Nikita. Nikita. And, okay. Uh, Beautiful name, by the way. Well, uh, Elton John song. Yeah. By the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's where my mom got her name. Um, but Nikita is five years younger than me. Okay. And she was a sponsored child as well. Nice. Uh, she got to go to school just like me and had a sponsor a child, uh, sponsors that sponsored her right through her schooling. Um, Nikita just finished earlier this year a second master's degree oh, what? so she has a degree in education and english and then english and then has a master's in education and master's in english honors and she just finished that and you you guys ready for this yes and she teaches in the slums of calcutta because she wants to give back to the kids and um just give back to the community that she was raised in so that's what Nikita yeah. is doing. Would you text her and just uh, tell her she's one of my heroes? Um, she's. Yeah, I will. She's I mean, one I'll, of my heroes. Yeah, I mean, I'll uh, wait while you do it know. right now. <laughs> uh, she. That's an amazing she story. Is a pow- she's a powerhouse of just 
when someone intervenes and the people of God just pours into somebody. Yeah. And she is multiplying that tenfold, wow. thousandfold. That's an amazing story. And she's putting she's putting hope. She's putting belief into these kids because someone did it for her. Mm-hmm. And generations change. And this is the cool thing about the sponsorship program. You know, my parents' lives changed where they knew that Nikita and I could dream and be anything that we wanted to be. And um, my best friend was a sponsored child. The kids I played on the street when I came home from school, played cricket on the streets with a with a ball and a stick, were sponsor kids. And now some of them are either managers at a bank or working as teachers in schools or doing things that they would have never been able to do without the proper education and healthcare. And generations have changed. Here I am sitting in Nashville, Tennessee. Actually, let me correct that. I'm sitting in Franklin, Tennessee. Yeah, I love Franklin. Yeah, uh, and you know it's it, it's it is not the cheapest. And for me to say, each of my boys, I got two little boys that I love so much, a four-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old. Each of my little boys has a room to themselves. Wow. I've, Unimaginable. I've never had a room. Yeah, I've never had a room to myself. I live with my parents, and then I went to college. I had a roommate. I'm married. I have a wife. But my kids have rooms to themselves, and they're so blessed. <laughs> I'm going to remind them every single day how blessed they are. Yeah. Each of my boys have rooms to themselves, and they never have to wake up tomorrow or the day after and worry, what am I going to eat today? Yeah. Rather, they're going to be like, this is what I want, wow. where I didn't grow up with that. And that's okay. Yeah. And Marcus, because, Marcus yeah, I'm not ahead. guessing you're sleeping on the floor either. No, no, no. It means uh, I've been, I've been, I've been super blessed, man. Yeah. Uh, I've traveled the world. I've, I've done things beyond the box that this world tries to put you in. Um, and sometimes it is from, you know, the, the place that you were born, the things that you were born around kind of puts you in a box, but because God decided to get his people involved, I don't have a box. I wake up every day and I dream. I mm-hmm. literally dream it's because I wake up on a very comfy bed that I've never had in a long time, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but all that to say. It works. It works. The reason I am here sharing the story with Faith Radio and with you, Bill, is to everybody that's listening that's ever pour, has ever put a seed in the ground and wondered if you'll ever see that tree come come around and you might not have seen it. It will come, like it works. And I'm here to be a a person waving the flag, saying all your hard work that you've done over the years and all the places that you've helped and it, it, not today, not tomorrow, five years, 10 years, 25 years down the line, 30 years down the line, it works. I love that. So Marcus, I, I want to keep the, the conversation upbeat because your story is so remarkable, but I would love for you to talk about some of the kids that you grew up with that didn't get sponsored and maybe you know some of yeah. where their lives went and how some of them, yeah. uh, the directions they went. 
Great question. You know, um, the kids that did not have the opportunity to get sponsored or did not get into a program similar to this, it's a it's it's a hard life. Um, I would say, and this is not to be super hard, as you said, not to be super down, but if I did not get sponsored and go to a school and find a safe place to be at, I don't think I would be alive today. Wow. Or I don't think I'll be here. I would be either involved in drugs or be in prison or doing something that I needed to go make money mm -hmm. to take care of myself for. And that's not a good place to be at. No. And so um, there's, there's that. Um, and so I've seen the kids grow up and I've seen, but uh, at the end of it, I was so excited to be in school that the kids I went to school with were the people that I've kind of just got up life with. So it's, it's, it's hard. Yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, Marcus Rickson is my guest. He was sponsored in one child and we are excited that there are many, many children that will be, will become like Marcus and Marcus's sister Nikita. And they're, did I say that her name, right? Yeah. Nikita. Yeah, Nikita. Nikita. Yeah. And, you will come alongside and you will identify a child the Lord is leading you to sponsor and you can see these beautiful children at myfaithradio.com and you can hear their little hear about their little personalities and, and what they, they're dreaming about themselves. And by sponsoring them, you are giving them an opportunity to get fresh uh, food and clean water and a place called a Hope Center where they can go and they can find, um, they can get medical help, they can get uh, fellowship. They're going to hear about the love of Jesus and they're going to have a place where they belong. And Marcus, when you think about that massive city of Calcutta that you grew up in with, you know, 16 million people in the city, you have to break it down into a smaller compartment in order to find a place where you feel like you fit in. And so when you went to the Hope Center, you felt like, hey, I belong here. This is where I come and I'm welcomed and I'm loved. And I love being here, and that it's a game changer. Absolutely, it's it, it's it's a state of mind that just changed not only my mind but my heart. Yeah. And every day when I went there and the things that I did, what I it wasn't taken for granted. It just I remember my mom and dad every year, just knowing that I got to go to school again, you know, when I went from kindergarten to first grade to second grade and every year that they knew I was still in school and still someone was supporting me, mm -hmm. they, I've seen tears of joy, my tears bad. of joy down my parents' eyes, you know, for, for that $39 a month, which today, you know, that's literally what, five cups of coffee from mm -hmm. Starbucks? Yeah. You put it for that way. For my parents to get my parents got relieved when someone would donate five cups of coffee so their son could go to school. <laughs> yeah, it, the whole the whole idea is very reasonable. It's very rational and reasonable. I mean, we can play to people's emotions all day long. I don't think we need to. You know, it's it's you're transforming the life of a of a human being, uh, an image bearer of God, and you are saying, "I can help one child. I can make a difference." And what we're asking 
all listeners today is to say, I'm going to prayerfully do that. And you can go to myfaithradio.com and see these beautiful children. That's how I did it last year. I went and saw these kids and I, I, I saw a young boy. I thought, there's my guy. And I sponsored him. And it's been great. So, uh, Marcus, I do want to, uh, I have a number of other questions I'd, I'd love to ask. When you were growing up and you were in that situation, and were there, were there little things that your parents were able to do for you that made you feel um, like special when your birthday came around? Was there, was there something you received? Was there, we're going to get Marcus a cupcake? Was there something that happened? Was there little things that you remember growing up that, your parents did so beautifully with with no money. Oh man, let me tell you. Still, <laughs> uh, so, uh, I was I was big into uh, I was big into a watch, like something that would tell time. Yeah, and uh, I my parents would save up, and this again, the watch costed like five dollars. You know. But they would save up to where every birthday came around, I would have a little watch that I wore on my wrist. That was like the coolest thing. I, I thought I was the coolest kid to have a watch growing up. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't anything fancy. It was just like something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, here's a cool story about, and, and my parents, we never did Christmas gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we celebrated Christmas, and I shared the story during Christmas time. We celebrate Christmas, the coming of the Lord, and you know er- everything that came with that. But we, we they just didn't have enough to do Christmas gifts. But every year, Dave and Regina would send twenty extra dollars, twenty extra dollars, so I can go buy a pair of shoes. Wow. And so, uh, till today, like a month ago, a month and a half ago, when my wife asked me what, what I want for Christmas, I say shoes. <laughs> so if any of you ever meet me, yeah, I have so many shoes that it makes my wife crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, uh, but, but it was the smallest things and that was sure. so priceless to me. I would live every year and wait till December so I could get a new pair of shoes. That's, but, yeah. um, but my parents, um, man, they, they would get me a watch, uh, um, a, a bag, a school bag, we would call it, to where I could put my books in and go because that would get beat up pretty bad. But mm-hmm. that, that was that was about it, you know. Um, putting food on my my plate was was a lot for them, so I, I, I did not complain at all. And I remember I'd never gone to bed hungry, but I've I've seen my parents just eat plain white bread and, and a cup and a glass of water for dinner. Wow. And so that, that image never leaves me. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. We're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. If you, uh, if you can, you can change one child's life today. You're, will help uh, make sure that one child in extreme poverty gets help, uh, food and tr- nutrition, healthcare, educational assistance, and the chance to hear about the love of Jesus. And that's 30 $9 a month, if you would so prayerfully consider that, you can head over to MyFaithRadio.com, see these beautiful kids. Maybe you will find one the Lord is leading you to sponsor, MyFaithRadio.com. We can also call one child at 800-864-0200. We'll be right back with Marcus Rickson in just a minute. 
Faith Radio and Afternoons with Bill podcasts are available because of listener support. If you are a supporter, thank you so much. Becoming a supporter today by visiting myfaithradio.com. One moment. One moment. One child. One child. My name is Priya, and I live in India. When my dad had a motorcycle accident and died, we were all very sad. I remember he would take me to the festival and buy me sundal to eat. I miss him, but my mom is taking good care of us. She only makes two dollars a day. I get up and go to the Hope Center every day and they help me with my studies. I remember my father told me to study well. That sweet young lady is Priya. She is young, but she lived a lot of life in her 13 years. Wow, she lost her dad. Her family is struggling because of it. Um, She knows her mom is doing her best, but $2 a day is not very much money. And because of a sponsor here in the U.S., Priya is able to attend school. She gets to live out the legacy of what her father wanted for her. He told her to study well. Priya is growing and learning and thriving as we tell her about Jesus and that God loves her at the India Hope Center she attends. This is what it's all about. It's $39 a month. Um, can do so much in areas where there is extreme poverty. A child's life can be changed. And without a sponsor, Priya would not be able to attend school. So you're $39 a month and your sponsorship and your involvement in the life of a young child will make all the difference. I would guess, uh, Marcus, you know a whole bunch of Prius. It is. It is. It is. Yes, it's really hard. Um, in a country that has over 1.5 billion people. Yeah. And, um, you know, there is there is a lot of people where the resources are left uh, less it is hard and so you know being able to provide for your child or being able to get a education and take care of your health is is not taken for granted you know in these cultures in mm-hmm. these countries um unfortunately you know during the pandemic uh, it was a hard time you know, a lot of people here in the states were 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 struggling, you know, to pay bills and mm-hmm. put gas in the cars. But uh, also, there were people all over the world, and I can speak for India in particular. There were people dying because they didn't have enough food to eat, and it's not that you know they were they could put it on a credit card or they had a pantry full of food mm-hmm. or the government is is providing them health and uh, health and resources. That's not the case there. So the people that did not have a community that provided or, or if one that they were not a part of, it was a hard time. So yes, there's a lot of a lot of kids like Priya and and our friend in in the Dominican that just need someone to just give them a little, little nudge. You'd be surprised by helping one of these kids or pouring into something and you're like how i'm going to figure this finances like i'm not in a place to 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 commit to 39 dollars a month i challenge you today 
I challenge you to take that step of faith because I I'm, I believe that it's not our job to figure out the finances. It's God's job. Mm-hmm. It's our job to take the step of faith and let God do what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. And so that that's my challenge to a lot of our listeners today. Yeah. Marcus, I don't know if you can answer this question and no worries if you can't, but maybe there's a, somebody that says, you know, I don't know if I want to be signing up for a $39 a month bill every month. Um, I'd love to just write a check for the whole year. Can I do that? Yes. The answer is yes. You could just make that check out. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it's to one child. Okay. And you know, that helps again, goes to the family and, uh, and something I can speak into is a lot of the kids that are on the website right now, Yes. they, they are in waiting. So one child is actually helping them in some capacity for maybe it is a meal a week mm-hmm. or something because we we promised to help these kids. So we can't give the promise and not do it. So even if you want to give a one-time gift of that sort, it goes into the bucket to help these kids in the waiting to find a sponsor to come alongside of them. Right, because if they're on the website, we've identified them, we have uh, gotten their mm-hmm. information and they have be sort of become put into the one child system, but they're just not sponsored yet. So correct. So uh, they're not they're not going to school yet. They're not right. getting the whole package, but they're they're they they've been identified as the most vulnerable right. and slash need the most in need at this point in time. Yeah. So all right, you gotta remember to text Nikita, your sister, and tell her that I think she's awesome. <laughs> and then I do want to hear uh if there's any information that you can share about your parents, are they still around and how are they doing? My parents, oh man, they have a special place in heaven. Let me tell you. Okay. Uh, both of them do full-time mission work. Uh, the older we got, God bless my, my parents financially, but also gave them better jobs and opportunity mm-hmm. to a point where my father was inspired to be a preacher. Oh, so wow. I was about, 10 or 12 when he decided to, to to start preaching on the streets of India. So he has now grown a ministry and pretty outspoken. Wow. It's called Lord Jesus Ministry. Wow, wow. <laughs> pretty original. Yeah. Lord Jesus Ministry. And uh, it uh, it's about 40 miles outside the city of Calcutta. And uh, they have about 40 orphans in there mm-hmm. that, uh, that my parents are have raised. Uh, I, I say I grew up with 40 brothers and sisters from the age of 10. <laughs> yeah. And uh, now there's a new cycle of kids. So my parents are full-time mission and they do church in homes wow. all over Calcutta and India. So yes, <laughs> so that's what he, they do. He could basically say, pay attention to my sermon and don't forget I used to be a welder. That'd become a nice Yes. Threat. Yes. And he's, uh, I don't, I'm not stereotyping, but he, he's one of the tallest Indians I know at six one. Wow. Uh, and he writes the Indian version of a Harley Davidson, which is called a Royal Enfield. Okay. It's a, it's, it's a British made bike. Yeah. And, uh, the, 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 the officers, the police in India ride those motorcycles. So people are already <laughs> intimidated by him. So he's like, you got to follow the word of God. And let's I go. love it. I love it. That is the that's a great story all around. Uh, yeah, we, we were Rosie and I were curious about your your mom and dad because you said at one point that we celebrated Christmas and I thought were, did you grow up in a in a Christian home? Were your mom and dad uh, Christians? Mm-hmm. Yes, 
Britain ruled India for 200 years. Mm-hmm. So on both my family lineage, uh, they were married into an English. Um, and so I was, I was born and baptized as a Christian baby and then followed different, you know, followed along sure. to where now, um, you know, my, my dad's a pastor, but yes, at some point in time, uh, you know, once you get to India, the food is good and the weather is warm and yeah. you don't want to leave. So that's what the British did. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Indian food in Franklin, Tennessee, how is it? I so as I've shared with you, I've traveled a lot of the United States because I used to be a sound guy for touring artists. Yeah. And one of my cravings was uh, I would try Indian food in different cities. And I am not kidding you. There's a restaurant right here <laughs> called House of India. Yeah. It can't be any simpler. It is the best Indian food I've eaten in all of America. Oh, that's like, fantastic. It is cons- consistent. So all that to say, I'm in a safe spot. Okay. <laughs> and my wife, I'm in a safe spot. And my wife, she is a great cook. Awesome. Uh, if y'all are, if y'all are curious, my wife was born and raised in Columbus, Ohio, so she's American. Okay. And the the way I say it, that that girl can cook some mean Indian food, which is nice. Amazing. <laughs> nice, Marcus. It's been just so much fun having you on the show. Thank you so much for your testimony and your um, modeling this amazing life that one child mm-hmm. uh, provided uh, for you. That was mm-hmm. beautiful. Thank, Thank you. you so much. All Thank right. you for having me. You bet. It. You. I Bye, encourage, everybody. Goodbye. I encourage all of you to go to MyFaithRadio.com, see these beautiful children. You might even see a very young Marcus. Um, and you can sponsor that child for $39 a month. Um, we would love for you to go do that right now at MyFaithRadio.com. Or you can call 800-864-0200. Thank you. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.